This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Now, the Omicron variant is top of mind. It's bringing up a lot of new questions about masking, testing, dining and entertainment, schools with in-person and distance learning. And I've got Chris Erisman, Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology, Prevention and Control at the Minnesota Department of Health, a return guest to Wellness Wednesday. Chris Erisman, how are you? Doing well, thank you. What do we know now about the Omicron variant? We know that it is highly infectious and moves very, very quickly um, you know, with case numbers doubling every one and a half to three days. And I think we've seen evidence of that globally in the United States and certainly here in Minnesota. Another thing that we are seeing with Omicron is that there is evidence of a reduced proportion of individuals with very severe disease. So that that's positive. But I think the one thing to kind of note with that is just that Because there's so much more transmission, even if there are fewer people who acquire severe disease, our healthcare systems remain overwhelmed just because there's so many more people getting sick. But the initial evidence is that there's a reduced proportion of severe disease. And there have been some animal studies, studies in mice and hamsters, suggesting that it is milder because it's focused more in the nose, throat, and windpipe rather than into the lungs. You know, we are seeing cases in individuals who've been vaccinated as well as individuals who have had prior infection. So this variant does have some immune evading properties, um, but in those individuals, it does tend to be milder disease. And we also know that there is lower effectiveness of some of our monoclonal antibodies. So Mm. some of the therapies we've been able to use, and so that really limits some of the options that we have. So all in all, I think the thing that people probably notice the most about Omicron is just how quickly it moves and how fast it infects people. That's what we've been seeing with our high case numbers. I'm talking with Chris Erisman from the Minnesota Department of Health, and we're talking about the Omicron variant. Now, we know, as you said, uh, it's moving quickly, uh, highly infectious. Now, um, masking, you know, this is another topic that has come around that I read that the CDC is, is recommending kind of upping our masking game, going from the cloth masks, which, you know, everybody has quite the collection now, if you're anything like me, really trying to get yourself an N95 or KN95. Or I've heard of KF94. I mean, there, there are kind of all these different levels. What is uh, your reaction to that? You know, cloth masks versus uh, the N95. I think it's important for people to recognize that since the beginning of the pandemic, the virus has mutated and um, evolved. And so these variants that we're dealing with, you know, each one is kind of different from what we dealt with before. And so cloth masking has up until this point been a really effective measure But with Omicron and its increased transmissibility, you know, we really need to up our game with masking. And so CDC has put out some new guidance and has recommended that the N95 or CAN95, those are just the higher quality masks, that that is really the preferred or recommended mask. Now, if you have cloth masks, um, you can certainly double mask. Um, you can have you can use a surgical mask with a cloth mask, so you can do things to to double mask to add to protection if you don't have access to N95s or KN95s. 
but um, certainly masking is is so important. It, I just, but I just want to emphasize that it isn't that cloth masks weren't effective before because mm-hmm. there have been many, many studies that show how effective they've been. It's just that as this virus mutates, we have to adapt. And so adding that stronger mask, the N95 or KN95, that's necessary now because of the changes in the virus. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Thank you for driving that point home. Testing has been another kind of hot topic. Um, Where do we stand in the state with people able to get tests? And uh, on top of that, what kind of test is the best test to get with this Omicron variant? Certainly with the surge in cases that we're seeing, we have seen our demand for testing just go through the roof. Mm -hmm. And so despite efforts to increase testing accessibility, I still think it's pretty challenging for people to find testing. In terms of, you know, what's the best test? I think the best test is the one that you have access to. And the reason that I say that is that our goal with testing is really to identify people who are positive quickly so that they will isolate. And so, you know, it's really important that you get tested if you have symptoms or, you know, you've been exposed. And so the best test is really the one you have access to. The reason that, you know, people have been talking about, you know, what test works better with Omicron is because certainly the rapid tests are really valuable because they give you an instant result. You don't have to wait for those results. And that's really important for a lot of situations. But we know that those antigen tests are not as sensitive as the PCR tests. And so it's important to recognize that. And so if you have done an antigen test and you're negative, that is not, you know, a free pass. You, you need to recognize that you probably need to do a follow-up test. The other thing that's really important is that you need to use the test in the way that they have been designed. And so you need to follow the instructions. There, there have been some talk like, well, I think that, you know, that you can detect more virus in um, your throat. And so even though this is a nasal test, we're going to do a throat swab. Hmm. No, you have, to, you have to use it in the way that it was designed. I think the bottom line, though, is that If you can get a test, whatever test you have access to will be the best test for you. The other thing I'll just mention is that don't wait for a test. If you have symptoms, you need to isolate right away, um, regardless of whether or not you've been able to get a test. There's there's a lot of things circulating, um, but you you can't say, well, I don't know if it's really Omicron. It doesn't matter. People don't want to get whatever you have. Sure. So it, it, whether or not you have a test, make sure that you isolate it right away. I'm talking with Chris Erisman, the Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology, the Minnesota Department of Health, who's been a return guest here on Wellness Wednesday as we continue through this pandemic. You know, here in the U.S., does it seem we're at a 
peak with Omicron? I mean, are, are numbers continuing to increase? Is there a bit of a fall off? Like, what do we expect maybe for a timeline? I know in a number of, you know, individual cities have their own masking mandates. You know, individual school districts have gone to like a, a short term, you know, some distance learning, some remaining in person. Um, what what are we uh, keeping our eye on with it with a timeline here? We are certainly monitoring the cases as they come in. And we've seen you know, different countries have seen kind of different trajectories. So, for instance, with South Africa, as they're looking at, you know, their their cases and the decline in cases, what they're seeing is the upward peak was really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, it took three weeks to peak, but they're five weeks after their peak and they still haven't returned to um, pre-peak levels for Omicron. So, it's taking them a long time to kind of come back down. The UK appears to have maybe a little bit of a quicker descent. So it it really kind of remains to be seen. Our cases, you know, are continuing to increase at this point for Minnesota. So we're not, we haven't necessarily peaked um, and are on our way down, unfortunately. Well, Chris, we just have a a couple minutes left here for Wellness Wednesday. When it comes to COVID vaccines, you know, the effectiveness of the COVID vaccine against the Omicron variant. I mean, I I would the 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 course is still for people to get out and get vaccinated and and to get boosted. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We know that, you know, the vaccine is less effective against Omicron than it's been against prior variants. The vaccines were developed to protect us against the ancestral strain, and we've gone through multiple, um, you know, mutations since that time. But looking at data from the United Kingdom, you know, they found that for individuals who were boosted, they still had almost a 90% protection against hospitalization following that booster dose. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, we would all like it if being vaccinated meant we didn't have a chance of even developing any illness. But I mean, ultimately, the goal is that we don't need to be hospitalized and that we don't die. And amazingly, the vaccines with the booster still offer really good protection against that. So at this point, really, the name of the game is prevention of severe illness. Right. We have definitely, you know, since the vaccines were first introduced, we've definitely moved into, you know, an era where our goal is to prevent severe illness and they continue to provide us with the means to do that. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Chris Erisman, the Director of Infectious Disease Epidemiology, Prevention and Control at the Minnesota Department of Health. Thank you for joining me for Wellness Wednesday. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggle, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.